1: Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random.
0: Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to the shit show. You've got Luce and Squish on the mic. Squish, how the hell are you?
1: I'm good, Loose. We've, um... Look, we're only five <laughs> seconds in, and you're already getting a peek behind the curtain. We've done five microphone tests this morning.
0: <laughs> because...
1: Last week, I sounded like a robot.
0: Yeah, because last week, I haven't listened, because I don't listen to these back, but Nick... Sounded like a robot. Apparently,
1: yeah. Look, I got some feedback from a super fan, and um, <laughs> I sounded like a robot. And I was going on and on and on about how good my little studio is <laughs> oh, and how no. is going to be. And then I reckon it's Ruby taking the mickey, yeah. running me through a robot filter, and and uh, embarrassing me in front of hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. So.
0: Yeah. So, well, so everyone. Yeah. Uh, sorry about Squish sounding like a robot last week. We. we We actually didn't realise, so we've done a bunch of mic tests, and don't worry, I still sound echoey, so that's cute. Um, Squish, weirdest thing you saw on the interwebs this week? Uh,
1: The weirdest thing I saw uh, was a bale of hay being strung off the Millennium Bridge in London while they were doing uh, some bridge maintenance on uh, on the bridge.
0: So a bale of hay... Yep. Was dangling off it? Yep.
1: or Ballahy dangling off Why? Um, To comply with a ancient law. Um, so in London, what? there's this really old law, and I couldn't actually even find how old the law was, but I can read the law out to you. It's law something something 36.2. When the headroom of an arch or span <laughs> of a bridge is reduced from its usual limits... Uh, but that arch or span is not close to navigation, the person in control of the bridge must suspend from the centre of that arch or span, by day, a bundle of straw large enough to be conspicuous.
0: That's so old that I don't even understand what do heck it's saying.
1: I don't know, I just thought it was cool that they had all this modern technology, like, people harnessed in with... Bits and pieces and ropes and pulleys and stuff And then they just had a bit of hay hanging off the side of it
0: God, and everyone For those that aren't on the Close Friends It's actually quite relevant that Nick's brought up London Because I was in London For the first time ever A few days ago And holy shit, it's expensive
1: <laughs> I should have told you about the hay You could have gone and seen the hay
0: I know, I could have said "Hey, <laughs> Hey, hey What's that
1: hay? <laughs> what the hey? hey? That was lame. So that was not that much of a weirdest thing. What was yours?
0: No. Okay, everyone. I've been avoiding the internet this week a little bit because everyone has been hating on me so much that it's made me depressed. So I didn't really have a good weird thing because I haven't been going on the internet really. I kind of feel like Duncan. Y'all remember Duncan? (laughs) He used to come on, come around these parts. Slam dunk. Yeah, slam dunk. Anyway, I did see this on Twitter, which is kind of culture vulture territory but Millie Bobby Brown reveals to Glamour that she credits her feminist awakening to a visit to the psychic who informed her that she was in fact a feminist so not because she saw some inequities and wanted to right some wrongs but the tarot card must have come up and said you Millie Bobby Brown are not just a strange things actress you're a feminist
1: Oh, that's pretty good. I wonder what the um, tarot cards would tell me.
0: Um, You're a legend. you're an idiot. And you are buying a van. Let's say there's a van in your future. Do you want to tell your friends on the podcast?
1: Me and Sophie are going on a holiday around (laughs) New Zealand just for a little bit. And we bought a van to do that in. So that's going to be fun.
0: Van Um, life.
1: Yeah, I know. Van life. Hashtag. Can't wait to go shit in some (laughs) forests?
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) no. Remember when you Ruby, you totally have to oh, No, put Ruby, that you've got to as, delete
1: that. You can't have that. In.
0: Remember when you went to America and you literally lugged the blue yeti around?
1: The blue yeti. What the fuck's a blue the blue yeti? The mic. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm staring, staring the blue yeti straight in the face right now. Yeah, that was that was a hassle. That was some of the all time great um. All time great podcasts have been recorded. That was why
0: we won the podcast awards.
1: I think it's probably why we lost it the second year. <laughs>
0: <Because> <laughs> and we're not even entering this year.
1: <laughs> oh, God, how the mighty fall.
0: You should take the Yeti with you on this
1: trip. Do a couple of uh, check ins from around the Motu.
0: This is everyone, this is me. Trying to get Nick to do the shit show with me every week again.
1: Yeah, I sent a message in the Slack. I was like, uh, yeah, Luce, can I swap weeks because I'm going on a holiday? And now she's trying to make me into working on my holiday. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I
0: know. I really am. But just think about it while you're on holiday. If you're open to coming back on.
1: <laughs> full, full, time. Time. <laughs> full time. God, you all can think that about drama it. about getting fired. <laughs> No,
0: you're back. Ruby Ruby, how do you think that went? Do you think I do you think he's gonna do it? No <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, I have to send my negotiation team in. We'll see what True. The...
0: Okay, Squish, we're moving into Hot Girl Headlines, your favorite your favourite mm. part of the show, which is where we go through the news
1: stories. Okay. Uh, and since since it's potentially gonna be me back full-time
0: hot girl headlines headlines (laughs) is here to stay hot girl headline number one new zealand election roundup squish talk us through this
1: yeah well i made a big promise on the mic last week that i was gonna get up early sunday morning full of civic pride and and you know um gusto but i woke up and totally forgot to write the article that i promised to write (laughs) to you so (laughs) To, to be fair, to me, the all blacks were playing.
0: <laughs> to be fair then, to Nick.
1: Yeah, to be fair to Squish. Give me give me a chance. And it was actually a really yeah. good game. It was the best game of rugby I've ever watched. Um in a <gasps> Me long too. Time. In a long time. Me too. You were probably in a better location than I was. I was in a um
0: Thorndog's Garage.
1: <laughs> Thorndog's Oh yeah, I was in I was in Thorndog's Garage. You were in a uh, a pub in London, so you probably got one up on me there.
0: Anyway, Nick we did not have a good, except for the All Blacks wedding, we did not have a good weekend uh, for New Zealand politics. Well, it depends who you ask.
1: Well, exactly, depends I who you ask. was If you're Chris Lux and you were celebrating. Um, if you're the All Blacks, you were also celebrating. Um,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, basically. About, so, yeah, basically mm-hmm.
1: I've gone off script now. I can't <laughs> impromptu on the fly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Basically, he's gone off script and now he
1: doesn't know how to talk. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gone from, well, no. look, it's been a big couple of minutes, I've done maths, I've done reading and now I've got to do thinking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Critical thinking is something you don't learn until you're like later in school as well. So, But anyway, Nick, who won?
1: Well, I mean, you could you could almost say Winston Peters won the election because um, he was going for the kingmaker sort of role, uh, but National got the most votes, so they sort of won the election.
0: Mm-hmm. Labor
1: definitely lost. Yeah. They were like the, the, the plucky underdogs just like uh, Ireland were, even though Ireland were the world's number one ranked team going into the game and Labor were the incumbent government going into the election. So they both were coming in. Seemingly on the front foot, but really on the back foot. But man, National smoked him. The All Blacks beat Ireland by four mm. points. National had like 25 or something. So that was crazy. I'll cover a couple of the other sort of interesting results, if you don't mind, Loose. Mm-hmm. You could almost hear Winston Peters up at the Duke of Marlborough Hotel and Russell belting out uh, Chumbawamba tub thumping, you know. Mm. You get knocked down, but I get up again.
0: Hand yeah, me, hit me down, down, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Yeah. But I'm banned from singing on the church, I remember.
1: Yeah, and no, I should be. <laughs> Hell, yeah. um, so you, you can never really keep Winston Peters down. He's been in and out of government more times than a bloody yo yo. <laughs> on current results, it seems as if National will get away with a coalition government with just the ACT party, which was sort of the whole goal. Um, they're the two more righty, tighty righty <laughs> government parties here, but there's still 500,000 special votes yet to be counted, and Winston Peters has his cheeky little grin on his face when asked about it, so I think he knows that he's going to be the one to be in the position to pick who is the Prime Minister. I mean, Chris Hipkins has already conceded that it's going to be Chris Luxon, so it's really just up to whatever Chris Luxon will give Winston Peters. But if you put Labour Greens to Party Māori and Winston, Winston Peters New Zealand First all together, then they would form a majority. So Winston Peters could go either way in theory, and pick who's the prime minister.
0: God, he must love that power. Winston Peters just will not like give up.
1: Seriously, but why would you though? Like it's every every three years, we all go to the yeah. the the voting booth and then everyone argues for six months and then no one knows what's going on for a couple of weeks and then winston peters picks the government so
0: <laughs> that's so crazy <laughs> that that's how it works yeah. and then at the end winston yeah. Peters just picks
1: yeah and it's happened like five times so.
0: <laughs> that's actually fucking crazy
1: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only
0: in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news we would align with a bit more have good results because it sort of felt quite dire
1: so um the green party had some great results so um they were polling huge coming into the um coming into election day so they were polling at like 15% or 14% or something they ended up with 10.78 which is still a record 14 MPs into Parliament for them. Wow. Um, they also won three electorate seats for the first time in their history, all with Wahine candidates. So we have Chloe Swarbrick in Auckland Central, Tamatha Paul in Wellington Central, who was a former uh, Wellington City Councillor, 26 years old, Wahine Māori, awesome, um, and Julianne Genta in Rongotai, who was the one who... Um, biked to the hospital when she was pregnant, going into labor. And did you
0: see Nick, Chloe Swarbrick, and Tamitha Paul? I think it was Tamitha Paul that posted, like, Ministers of Skarks or something on Instagram. Yeah. So cool. That's so fucking cool. She was my university um, president. You know how they have, like, a student president? Tamitha Paul was mine. Oh, one.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's done better than you have. Um, oh, fucking out. Oh, God. <laughs> Nah, she she's awesome. She seems really good. Um, also, Te Pāti Māori did incredible as well. Mm. So they uh, secured four of the seven Māori electorates. Coming into the election, Labor had all of those. Um, so to get four of them, it's pretty awesome. So they'll return to Parliament with at least twice as many MPs as they had. Um, I say at least because they've currently got four, um, but there's a couple that are sort of toss-ups. So with those special votes coming in, it could change slightly. But who they have now is Rawiri, Waititi and Waiariki, Debbie ngariwa Wapaka and Titai Uh New Zealand's youngest MP ever, um, Hana Rafferty-Mapi-Clark, who bet Foreign Minister Nanaia Mahuta and Hauraki Waikato, and Takuta Ferris and Titai Tonga. So A 21-year-old. A 21-year-old, yeah.
0: Anyway, Squish, What what do all these results mean? Just if you could sum up what the new government's going to look like or who's going to run it. Based on what we know,
1: it means three things. It means Chris Luxon's probably going to be Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. It means Winston Peters is going to get, I don't know, some sort of cushy job. And it means that the All Blacks are probably going to win the World Cup. Was that? Because national governments win World Cups, all right. <laughs> John Key won two World Cups under his prime ministership. Just under Ardern, won none. So I'm just running off the numbers here, loose. So that's what's going on in small town New Zealand uh, local politics, Luce, You've got some pretty major Middle East geopolitical.
0: Yeah, tackling tackling the big one. Taking one for the team today. Everyone, you would have heard last week, Squish and I, try to give a brief rundown about what had just happened in Israel-Palestine. I feel like, Squish, last week, the international community, media outlets, everyone was, it was quite fresh. Everyone was trying to make sense of what was going on over there. It has turned out that there's actually no Mm. way to make sense of it. But watching what has unfolded since last week's, Podcast episode even has been nothing short of just inhumane and catastrophic and disgusting. I thought I would start off by just giving everyone a little bit of context as to what it's like in Gaza right now because I've been listening to I've been listening to Pod Save the World, which is an, a really good um, podcast that I'd recommend on this, and I just think. One of the important things, I mean, I'm not a policymaker, but for policymakers, especially when we get to, I'm going to talk about Joe Biden going into the area and what he's been doing over there. And I just feel like policymakers forget to see these people as people, like as families who can't get food or water, families that are writing their kids' names on their backs so that if they get buried, they're buried together. Like imagine being a parent, in doing that, I just, so we're going to start off with a little bit of what it's like in Gaza. So Squish, since we last chatted, we've basically had about 10 days of just relentless bombing um, in Gaza by Israel. They have caused widespread destruction to schools, hospitals. They've displaced nearly a million people. Um, aid agencies are basically warning everyone of a catastrophic shortage of medical supplies. And. Um, Israel have cut off water power and fuel supplies they've trapped about 2.3 million people in the region and I'm just going to read you a quote about um the hospitals over there the hospital can't operate much longer the electricity is still off the hospital's fuel based generators will be going off soon the house the health system will collapse the hospital will change to a graveyard that's the director of just one of the hospitals over there um there's, I think, 50,000 pregnant women at the moment who can't be seen. There's a shortage of body bags of the dead. There's a shortage of blood. There's a shortage of supplies. People, they've been res- resorting to storing dead bodies in ice cream trucks. There's just people are not going to hospitals. They're all being told to escape. They're being told to go and seek safety, escape. There is no safety in Gaza. These people are trapped there. Without food or water, without wheat, without like any supplies that can make it not even comfortable, make it basically livable. And they're heading to hospitals um, because it's seen as like a safe space, even just for shelter. Obviously, a lot of people need aid, but hospitals are also being used for shelter, which is why it's that much more fucked up that yesterday there was an attack on a hospital in Gaza, which killed nearly 500 people. Um, This was a place where Palestinian civilians were taking shelter, um, where medical staff were treating patients, where the sick and the injured had sort of gathered in hopes of rescue or recovery. You'll all remember that we have spoken about war crimes um, on this podcast before, and basically a crime of war is targeting civilians and that's exactly
1: what this is just for the record loose where are you getting this info from
0: so this information um is from al jazeera and i've also put in here a little bit of um what the bbc are saying just so that we can sort of look at the two different ways these stories or particularly the hospital story is being covered because i thought That would be a good way for us to just see how things are framed, see who's covering what, and keep us a little bit in check with like going to multiple sources, even for the same story. Mm. So Al Jazeera is saying um, that the health ministry in Gaza has said that the blast at the hospital was caused by an Israeli air raid. Israel has a- attributed the explosion to a misfired rocket launched by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad armed group. So basically there is no confirmation on who did this, but there is confirmation on who died and Palestinian people died. I think that's important um, when we can't, we don't know who to trust. Nikki mm. was saying before we got on the mic One person saying this, one outlet saying this, one person on the ground saying this. You just, like, we cannot be here confirming or denying facts for you. We can just give you literally what the outlets are saying. Um, For anyone that's a bit confused what the Palestinian Islamic Jihad group is that I just mentioned, or the PIJ, um, it's the second largest armed group in Gaza. They're sort of in the same boat as... They're aligned against Israel, um, and basically they have coordinated most of the military activity um, with Hamas that's happened in Gaza against Israel. Um, So, yeah, the BBC, on the other hand, said Israel was immediately blamed by Hamas, but the Israel Defence Forces say the blast was caused caused by a misfired Palestinian militant rocket. So it's saying similar things, but in different sort of more decisive language. Like the BBC is mm. yeah, giving decisive and sometimes like just quite a Western way of looking at things, which makes sense for them. Um, but it means that they're not the only place that I'm going to get my news about this. Um, Nick, an interesting thing here, Squish, is US President Joe Biden is currently in the region. Um the US have come out and said that they are backing Israel, and Biden actually said of the explosion that it it appears to have been caused by the other team speaking about the PIJ, which is quite a fucking bold thing for him to have said in a statement.
1: It's quite a blasé <laughs>
0: Yeah. And so I did just want to touch a little bit on what Biden has been up to in the region and... I found it quite interesting to follow. So he's there. He's meant to be calming, swirling tensions. But Nick, since um, this attack on the hospital, a bunch of Arab leaders have actually cancelled their meetings with him, which is actually quite a big deal that these people have been cancelling meetings with him because of their position on all of this. When when speaking about aid, Joe Biden said that he had asked the Israeli cabinet to agree um, on the delivery of life-saving humanitarian assistance to civilians in Gaza based on the understanding that it would go to civilians and not Hamas. Biden did say that Israel had agreed that aid could begin to move from Egypt to Gaza. But in saying that, like I don't know if you saw, but the US have just vetoed a UN resolution urging humanitarian aid in Gaza so again you will all know that well maybe you won't but we've spoken on this podcast before about how the UN works and how vetoes work so basically if one country vetoes something it doesn't move ahead so yeah the US have vetoed humanitarian aid to Gaza um there's a 15 member security council which we've spoken about on here before and 12 votes were in favor Two countries abstained. That was Russia and the UK, and the US voted against. So, just a reminder: this is of getting humanitarian aid to Gaza. Um, right. So that's that's why it's interesting that Biden is over there. I mean, asking for life-saving humanitarian aid. Well, it'd be interesting to see what comes out of that on US funding. Biden said that it's a hundred million US dollars of new. Funding for humanitarian assistance to both Gaza and the West Bank. But there was also the promise of an imminent and unprecedented defense package to go to Israel, um, which Biden's going to ask Congress for later in the week. And then in a statement to Israeli people, he said the country was born to be a safe place for the Jewish people of the world and pledged that the U.S. would do everything in their power to achieve that once more. So it's really interesting watching the U.S.'s role in all of this, I think, because it feels like it's against a lot of what I'm seeing in my online echo chambers and you know people in the u.s saying we absolutely have enough money for war and you know then not being able to relieve people of their own student debts and it's just like i don't know it's just interesting to see where they choose to put their funding
1: i thought the ukraine war was crazy in terms of misinformation and trusting sources etc but this one just seems on a whole nother level like I go on Twitter and I see, or X, and I see so much different stuff. I I really don't know what to believe. I see people calling out, like, the BBC, and then I see people calling out CNN, and then the same with Al Jazeera. It's like, I don't even know.
0: And I agree. It's so, so hard to give information that, like, obviously we can't independently verify information. You go on Twitter and you see people sharing things out of literal video games that are saying this just happened here and this just happened here mm. or you see things from years ago and so it does not help when it feels like anyone that posts anything or tries to talk about anything just gets absolutely hammered and And it's like people that are being silent about it, it's not because they're being silent, it's because people that are doing the work and learning about things in private and donating things in private shouldn't have to document them doing that. Like for who? That's performative. Like you should just be able to understand that people are having these conversations in private. People are hurting in private, and I don't know. Just don't expect everyone to post everything about it because that is how misinformation spreads. It, it has been crazy, hasn't it, Nick?
1: Mm. The you know the 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 things that are true I and mean, we know are true though. What Hamas did in Israel is fucking disgusting, and what yep. the humanitarian crisis in Gaza is abhorrent. So both of those things and are true.
0: The ten days of bombing that have ensued yeah. have been
1: like it's it's equally
0: as disgusting. It's a
1: it's the situation is just it's so yeah hard yeah, yeah. like it's
0: it's so, yeah
1: hard to watch, if, hard look, to cover, hard. I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be there on. I
0: I saw a man being interviewed by a journalist and he was crying tears of relief when he found out that his daughter had died instead of his daughter had been taken hostage. And just put yourself there for a second, crying tears of relief that she died Mm. instead of being taken as a hostage. So anyway, all of this to be said is just give people grace that are trying to cover this. Read and learn and do what you can in your own time, but don't feel like you have to make that public and don't pressure other people to make it public because, again, that's how misinformation spreads. But we will keep doing what we can. In the meantime, I have found two really good resources that I've been sharing. Um, If you want to actively donate and give help, these two sources have both created lists that are showing legitimate and effective charities some of them have charities that have no affiliation to religion some of them do you can choose it's it's they're really good so one of them is on charity watcher and one of them's on charity navigator and we will put these in the show notes and you can read about them too but just know that these are all legitimate they've been vetted and you can pick who you want to help i feel like that's one of the only things we can do from over here, Squish. Um, Nick, now you have got a story that I'm not even that keen on, but it's a hot girl headline, so this hot girl can say whatever he
1: wants. Black Caps are winning the World Cup. They're <coughs> at the top of the table after their win against Afghanistan this morning. Um, spoiler alert. Pushing ahead of the tournament hosts India on net run rate, which is, you know, run scored versus run scored against them. Um, so, yeah, India are the Red Hot favourites. Yeah. Um, Just another little note, Kane Williamson, the GOAT, came back for one game. He had his destroyed knee, and then he broke his thumb. So that's good. Um, But we're still winning, so that's fine. He'll come back in a couple of weeks' time. Um, The next game for us is against India on Sunday, so that's going to be the real test, and I can't wait for that.
0: That's cricket, everyone. Not all blacks. That is black caps. Um, Just for any...
1: Yep, the black caps, cricket... Uh, I care more about the cricket than I do about the rugby. Lucy thinks it's boring, but you are about to talk about celebrities being AI assistants, so... So,
0: no, this can't be boring. Squish, have you seen this? Have you seen the new Meta AI celebrity?
1: it's not actually boring. But have you seen it? Yeah, I have.
0: Don't you think it's crazy? Well, I haven't got one. Oh, no. So, everyone, Meta has paid celebrities, allegedly up to five million dollars for them to sit in a studio for six hours and like get their likeness turned into a character that is now being used for chatbots so you've got Kendall Jenner who's used as a girl she shows up on Instagram now as a girl called Billy, and you can like talk to her as a chatbot in the DMs, and it's Kendall Jenner, but it's not, and it's like pretending to be a real person, but it's not. Um, There's Mr. Beast, he's being used for a guy called Zach, Charlie D'Amelio is called Coco, and Mark Zuckerberg has called them AI assistants, and even though right now all you do is you go to this fake Kendall Jenner, and you DM her and get advice or whatever you get for her, In the future, apparently they'll have video capabilities. So like you could ask a question and Kendall Jenner, oh wait, it's not. Billy. will send you a video back and use the actual voice and like mannerisms and stuff of that celebrity. But it's like, what's the point? What What's the point? Like that shit would go viral on TikTok. But other than that, or like, except for having people go and be like, I'm trying to hack or break Kendall Jenner's billy character like this is yeah
1: i'm trying to make billy say something racist yeah
0: like sorry it's actually crazy and like okay me i'm going to mr beast's ai assistant lookalike zach and i'm typing in hey zach what should i cook for dinner and when it's got video capabilities zach aka mr beast aka not mr beast sends me a video back being like You should make Feastables, or, like, whatever the fuck he would say.
1: Yeah, exactly. You should have Mr. Beast Burger. Yes.
0: It's like, oh, I know that people use the term. This is like Black Merritt in real life, like, all the time, but
1: it is. In saying that, though, um, if anybody wants Squishbot, um, (laughs) right into... (laughs) Zuckerberg and tell him that there's overwhelming demand and if he wants to pay me five milli for six hours, that's a better freaking deal than I get here. So um, yeah. yeah, right right into the Zuck, ask for Squishbot or the Loosetron or something and we'll try and make <laughs> it happen.
0: Squishbot is actually so cute. That would actually be That cool was things. me last
1: week, Squishbot. <laughs>
0: yes. Was you last week anyway team um we will be putting the links to those charities down in the show notes you can read the newsletter and I'll be pointing you to the sources that I'm not getting cancelled for pointing you to hopefully but I can do no right at the moment so I probably will anyway and Squish is going on holiday in his new van next week so I might try and if he sends me photos, I might post some of them to close friends because I know that a bunch of you will listen to this and be like, we want to see Squish's van life. And I also know a bunch of you will be like, we want Squish back every week.
1: And a bunch of you are going to be writing in saying, I want Squish back."
0: Yes. So, look, we look forward to seeing all of them. And on that note, bye, everyone. Bye.